Hey, welcome to this week's The Real Estate of Life with Kevin Riles. This week I'm talking about opportunity zones, opportunity zones, OZs. Um, this is something that you guys need to really be aware of. This is the hottest topic in real estate and commercial real estate right now. I'm going to break down what you need to know about opportunity zones and how you can make some money and help communities and not pay taxes. DJ, hit that music, please. Support for this program comes from the Digital Broadcasting Network. Presenting podcasts and web series from everyday people who have an extraordinary passion to make the world a better place. Welcome to The Real Estate of Life with Kevin Riles. This is your boy, Kevin Riles, back for another information impacting, uh, fly, awesome podcast taping uh, for this week. Uh, want to thank you, as always, as I begin the show, for your downloads, your listens, uh, your subs- subscriptions. Um, We appreciate you being with us. I appreciate the fact that I'm getting questions from people that sometimes I I don't know or I don't know well. So that means that people are are listening. So we really do appreciate uh, that. Uh, And we've gotten a little bit of a following here. So this week's episode, uh, I'm going to focus for a couple minutes on opportunity zones, Uh, opportunity zones. And so uh, if you've been... Uh, if you're a real estate investor or you're in this kind of real estate space, you've probably heard of Opportunity Zones. If you're not in this space or not a regular uh, kind of consumer of business information and tax news, which most people are not, uh, then you may not have heard of Opportunity Zones. And so uh, as a part of the uh, Tax Act of 2017 that was passed, um, one of the provisions was uh, a concept called Opportunity Zones and Opportunity Zone Funds. And so uh, what Opportunity Zones are, uh, are zones or areas in, uh, um, in cities and in uh, rural areas that have been designated by that state in, in abstentia by the federal government as uh, a zone where if you invest or if a fund invests in that particular area by doing either ground up construction or purchasing existing uh, uh, real estate or even investing in businesses, then there are significant tax benefits to that. Uh, and so this is an opportunity zone is essentially an economic development tool. And it was a method in uh, the tax act that they put in to uh, try to spur on development in areas that may not uh, naturally develop. So there have been many attempts over the years to be able to do this uh, in the past. I teach, uh, one of the classes I teach at Prairie View and m University is called Community Development Finance. And in that class, we talk about the different tools that is used or are used, I should say, for um, for community development, which essentially is e- economic development. And so you've had enterprise zones where if you start a business in a certain census tract, you get certain tax uh, write-outs. You've had hub zones where, uh, again, kind of that same uh, deal. The difference with this uh, opportunity zone is that it tries to funnel uh, private uh, capital into areas that would not normally uh, develop. And so although it's a government component as far as creating the program, there's not necessarily a government component as it pertains to providing the, the funds. This actually uh, helps private equity go to um, areas in which uh, there are um, just not going to, ha- there's just not any natural development is going to happen because the area is a low to moderate income area or very rural area, or it's an a- urban area where it might be close to some things that are quote unquote, uh, not as economically distressed. But uh, so with that being said, um, 
it's an opportunity for people to invest into uh, neighborhoods that need the investment first and foremost uh, and of course uh, opportunity to hopefully to invest in things that will make money so the opportunity zones are located in again urban and rural areas and what we'll do I'll have Mr. Producer I'll give him uh, two links one link will be to the IRS website that that goes into a lot more detail than I'm going to go into today as far as what the opportunity zone is and the other link um, will be a link to the map of where opportunity zones are located in your municipality. So for today, I'm going to talk about uh, Houston. Houston has over 30 opportunity zones. Most of them, the, the major cluster is basically south of downtown along 288 in the kind of sunny side uh, South Park area. But there are also opportunity zones out off the Beltway uh, in the A-Leaf area. Uh, and then there are opportunity zones up uh, 290 near um in Waller County. Uh, and so there are opportunity zones all over the state of Texas. And again, they're either usually in rural areas or urban areas or some sub, some suburban areas, or I'm putting suburban in air quotes as well. And so if your area, based on its uh, the credentials that were set forth as far as opportunity zone, is designated as an opportunity zone, what does that mean? What that means is that um, if investment takes place through what's called an opportunity zone fund, then that investor um, basically gets to defer their capital gains. So if an investor sells a property or um, sells some stock and they don't want to pay the tax, the capital gains tax on that, they can invest that gain in an opportunity zone fund. And depending on how long they stay in that fund and or how long that fund is in existence, um, they get to defer uh, that tax. Uh, and so uh, what I've pulled out today just for my notes uh, is the uh, link that I'll put up, which is uh, Opportunity Zone Frequently Asked Questions from the IRS. Uh, and so uh, this document just is kind of a high level uh, document as it pertains to what the rules are for the Opportunity Zones. But as far as the, um, the deferment, if you invest, let's say you sell a property, um, it's not your primary residence, you sell some individual houses or you sell some uh, apartment complex or commercial property and you invest that into an opportunity zone fund. If you leave um, that money in for at least five years, there's a 10% exclusion uh, of the deferred gain. In other words, you basically get a, if your capital gains tax is say 25%, then 10% of that would go away. You would only pay 15% on that gain. Uh, if you leave it in seven years, it's an additional, uh, uh, it becomes uh, 15%. Uh, so seven years again, now it's 15%. If you leave it in for 10 years, then essentially you will not pay uh, a capital gains tax. So there's an incentive for you to be in that investment for quite some time. This is game changing in that um, the way a 1031 exchange works, uh, and we'll do a podcast on that as well, but the way a 1031 exchange works, when you sell and get that capital gain uh, and you um, find another property, you exchange that property for another property, you're only deferring your capital gain uh, and you can you know, defer it in perpetuity if you keep buying properties. 
But the issue is eventually you're going to want access to that cash and you're going to have to pay um, a, a, a capital gains tax based on your original basis. And I'm not trying to be too technical because I'm not a CPA at all. I just know in general how, how they work. Uh, I just completed a 1031 exchange. However, with an opportunity zone fund or op investing in an opportunity zone, you essentially get to a point where you don't pay a tax uh, if you leave the money in uh, the fund. And so, again, to me, this is game changing in that one, it uh, has identified areas that uh, need investment. And then two, for an individual investor uh, or even corporate investor, uh, it's an opportunity to invest in something that has an altruistic uh, means. In other words, economic development in distressed areas, but at the same time, get a pretty significant uh, tax gain. So in other words, if you sold something, your capital gains tax is 25%, excuse me, um, then uh, you, you would be paying $25,000 in taxes. If you uh, deferred that... <coughs> Excuse me, Mr. Producer. Um, uh, that's the first time that's happened. Um, if you defer that tax for um, uh, in, through Opportunity Zone, then you could end up not having to pay um, that uh, tax. And so that's pretty significant in terms of capital gains. And so, so the way the Opportunity Zone works as far as being able to take advantage of it is that you must invest in a certified uh, opportunity zone fund, a certified opportunity zone fund. So in other words, this is not just you going to buy property in an opportunity zone. You have to buy property in a certified opportunity zone fund. So the question may become, well, where do I find these certified opportunity zone funds? Well, if you're in real estate right now, you're either getting emails or getting phone calls about people that have funds. However, most people don't know how to, to create a fund. And to create a fund, essentially, you create an entity a corporation or an LLC or a partnership. And right now the IRS has finally come out with the rules to be able to self-certify that fund, which basically means that you create a fund, uh, create an entity just like you normally would when you buy a property. So for instance, in my particular case, I'm building a duplex right now in Sunnyside. I created uh, Alvin Investments LLC uh, to own that duplex because it's an investment for me. Well, when I do my taxes, there's a form that the IRS has created that would allow me to self-certify that particular entity as a qualified opportunity zone fund. Even though it's a single member fund, I could actually certify it myself. So there's no quote-unquote underwriting uh, for that fund. And basically the rules of the self-certification is uh, that you would uh, uh, submit that particular document with your, your partnership or LLC uh, tax returns. And that document basically asks you a series of questions. One, where is it located? Obviously, because it has to be located in the fund. Two, what percentage of monies uh, are dead in the fund dedicated to an opportunity zone. It must be at least 90% uh, um, dedicated uh, to the opportunity zone fund. And so, and then some other questions, but those are the two major questions. And so again, this may not be the most exciting um, information for, you know, how the technical part of it, but it's game changing if you have an opportunity to be able to do some altruism and make money at the same time. So what I've seen out there, um, uh, in this particular uh, opportunity zone fund arena have been literally billions of dollars are, are being um, 
sought after and put in funds so that they, these projects can be done. Right now, what I'm actually seeing is that they're having an issue more so with finding projects than finding money because nobody wants to pay capital gains tax. Uh, uh, and so there are plenty of funds out there, but not a, enough projects because, you know, again, these are areas that have some difficulty in terms of why natural development hasn't taken place or economic development hasn't taken place in the first place. So uh, even in the area I just talked about in Houston, um, you know, I always tell my students at Prairie View, uh, and this is kind of land development or, or real estate development 101, businesses follow income. Businesses follow rooftops. Rooftops produce income. And so uh, if you if the rooftops in a certain area don't produce a certain amount of income, you therefore have an issue where businesses don't necessarily want to locate or developers don't want to develop because um, they won't be able to sustain what they're developing. So developers and uh, investors are having to think about what types of projects they want to be able to do in these particular areas. And that is kind of coming out, you know, on a kind of multifamily workforce housing uh, type of uh, spectrum uh, so that you can get that. Now, there are a couple of opportunity um, zone projects that I'm aware of that are have, have gotten some press here in the Houston area. And those projects honest, honestly are in technical uh, opportunity zones, but they're really not for the residents that live in that area. They're in opportunity zones that buttress up against non-opportunity zones uh, and are basically mixed-use, multifamily, high-end uh, type of projects. Uh, which is great to bring the tax base up, but they're not necessarily helping uh, the community. Uh, and so, you know, what I actually plan to do uh, here is this duplex seems to be, uh, from a number standpoint, not even seems to be, it will be a success. Uh, and so my plan is to actually self-certify, raise some money and, and, and scale up and build some additional duplexes with my own opportunity zone fund. When I say my own, uh, I'll be the, uh, the sponsor of it uh, and be able to sell investments uh, in it. So um, you, this is something that you really want to pay attention to. Right now, this is the hottest thing going in real estate, the hottest thing going in commercial real estate is opportunity zones. In fact, uh, at Prairie View, we're probably about to, not probably, we will be de dedicating our whole fall semester and all of our classes to um, some aspect of opportunity zones. Uh, and for my um, people of color out there, a lot of times we don't get to participate in wealth building activities in our own communities. And this is one area where we could uh, essentially do this. You don't have to be a gazillionaire uh, to be able to invest in opportunity zones. Uh, and depending on the fund, uh, you know, as little as two thousand, five thousand, ten thousand dollars, things of that nature, uh, depending on the way the fund is set up, uh, can be invested. So I highly recommend um, that you get in additional information about opportunity zones because uh, you want to be able to participate in the altruism of this, altruism being the goodness of this in trying to change neighborhoods. But you also want to be able to make money. And, and these funds work just like any other fund. If you invest in, in uh, a particular fund, you want to be able to invest in something um, that is going to produce your return. Uh, and so therefore, uh, you know, you can make money and build wealth. Uh, as well. The, probably the most important part of this is that uh, these funds need to be put into action relatively quickly because the benefit uh, you know, basically runs out at the end of 2026, December 31st, uh, 2026. And so, uh, and when I say the benefits, in other words, setting them up if you want to get the full uh, maximum amount of uh, deferment, uh, uh, 2026 is, is the end of it. And so, again, if you get a chance, uh, look below. Uh, I'm going to send uh, Mr. Producer, so he can uh, provide links to uh, where the opportunity zones are 
uh, frequently asked questions about Opportunity Zones so you can kind of read up on them. And then we'll put some information out there as to, you know, um, the potential fund that I'm setting up as well. And this is not an advertisement for me. I really just want you guys to know about Opportunity Zones because, again, I think they're wealth creation and tax abatement uh, tools all in what with altruism. It's very seldom you get all three of those in one investment. So with that being said, that was my little primer on Opportunity Zones. Uh, I hope this was helpful information. Look below for those links. For those of you that are listening uh, and not watching the video, if you go to uh, kevinriles.com and click on podcast, uh, you'll see the video for this and we'll have the links below. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention one other thing. Um, you can invest in Opportunity Zone funds with stock and other things. Now, that's kind of above my, my pay grade. But one thing you can do is if you have some stock out there that say that's not performing or mutual funds is not performing, but you've made a profit over time, you can sell that stock or sell those mutual funds or sell that investment. And instead of paying uh, taxes on the gain, in other words, if you bought a stock for a dollar 10 years ago and now you're selling it for $30, uh, and so you've made a $29 gain on that. Instead of paying that $29 um, uh, taxes on that $29, you can then within 180 days um, invest that into an opportunity zone fund uh, and that fund invest in these projects and you defer the tax. And if you keep it in there for another 10 years, then you don't have to pay taxes on it. So again, that's like huge for those of you that have you know, stagnant old 401ks or stagnant old mutual funds that haven't been really performing or you feel like they've reached their kind of climax, then this is another opportunity for you to be able to invest in the real estate uh, in, the, in the great projects and, again, to get the altruism. So I want to make sure that I uh, let you know that this is for the capital gains, not just on selling real estate, but any any taxable uh, asset that you sell, you can roll that money over into a qualified fund and and that will qualify for this particular opportunity zone uh, opportunity. So just wanted to make sure I said that. And as always, I appreciate you guys listening and I'll see you next week. Do you have questions about any of the topics I'm talking about? If you have questions, let me know. Email me at Kevin at KevinRiles.com. Again, that's Kevin at KevinRiles.com. I'm going to do a podcast just on the questions uh, that you guys are sending me. So feel free to send them to me. Again, that's Kevin at KevinRiles.com.